Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gentlemen, uh, let's get ready. Uh, he's taken another one and another. And Howard Foster has stopped it. Wow. That is going to be controversial. That's a crunching right hand. And that must finish it. It must finish it. Taylor trying to catch himself. Using his jab. He's a right hand. Another right hand. Yes, guys, what's going on? Back again, as the man would say. Um, welcome back, everybody. Uh, thanks, as per usual, to all the people downloading and subscribing the show last week. Um, it's been an eventful weekend. Boxing is back, 2019, January. Here we go. I'm your host, Koji, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Tom and Rafi. How you doing, guys? Not too yes, bad, Koji. Nice to be back. Yeah, good, good, good. Rafi, obviously, from unfamiliar face. You want to just introduce yourself? Yeah, most definitely. I'm Rafa, 22, latest addition to the team and uh, looking forward to uh, kickstarting 2019. Exactly, that's the same thing. And Tom, what's going on with you? Yeah, just to echo that, great to have you on board, Rafi. Appreciate uh, Yeah, man, it's a roll-on, roll-over month. Uh, 2019, boxing picks back up where it left off. Exactly. And uh, a a massive agenda to go through today um, with some stacked announcements. um, And yeah, the second edition of the uh, Matrim Italy uh, card and also the big fight on Cinco de Mayo. Sal Canelo Alvarez defending his middleweight crown yeah, against Daniel Jacobs, the miracle man. Exactly. I mean, guys, that was a, a surprise announcement, I would say. I think it's fair to say it's been in the rumor, rumored in the background, but um, to see that actually get kicked off, um, that was actually pretty pretty impressive. What did you guys think of that very briefly before we go into the full agenda? I think it was coming. I yeah. think off the back of that GGG performance, something like this had to happen. Yeah. And I think this will be after the Golovkin performance it will be looked at as his signature fight if he is to pull off what many people have written him off for yeah. Daniel Jacobs so, okay so you feel that Jacobs aren't the right for this fight yeah, as yeah most definitely 100% good 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 so guys listen don't forget to call in uh, those magic numbers dial in uh, let me get those numbers up for you again 01506 I repeat 01506 243403 and we're going to be kicking into a packed agenda um, we saw the guy that said the can, but he should call himself the can't man. Um, that's Adrian Broner, um, who saw himself get beat up um, by Manny Pacquiao. Uh, Manny Pacquiao, we're going to try doing impressions this season, guys. So yeah. get your game up. Um, get Eddie your comedy Herm, game Eddie up. Eddie Hearn, watch yeah, out, we're yeah, taking yeah. over now. I can imagine you do, doing the Eddie Hearn business. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, we've got that fight to go into. Um, obviously, the announcement of Canelo versus Jacobs. Um Bit of a, I think it's fair to say some some fights went viral. Um, the Badu Jack, Tom, uh, Marcus Brown, um, yeah. obviously with his uh, impending Scarface sort of status, he's going to be receiving. Uh, Rashori Warrior against Nordin Udabali. Ubali. Uh, great fight that was. Um, and yeah, there were some fights on Friday night. What do you want to talk about that card, Tom? Yeah, uh, Demetrius Andrade uh, back with a solid performance. Um, obviously, the controversy with the stoppage uh, mm-hmm. against Akabov. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, TJ Dehenny uh, yep. defending his super bantamweight crown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, a massive fight lined up there for him against Daniel Roman. Yep. So yeah, like uh, Friday night was a good night of boxing. 
in. Exactly. And then, I mean, Saturday night kind of said it all, really. That Definitely. awful cup uh, to Badu Jack. And uh, shout out to Badu Jack, who's a star guest of the uh, the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Ashley Theophane and uh, Badu Jack were there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was good to uh, have them um, shout us out. And Tom's uh, not even professional. He's got his phone on, bro. What's going <laughs> no, on? No. Schoolboy era. It's, uh, yeah, I know, but, you know... Uh, I, I think it was you that accidentally <laughs> called me, guys. <laughs> oh, no. That's an own, own goal. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, besides, all, besides the yeah. interruption, apologies. But, um, yeah, no, yeah, no, it was a good night of boxing on Friday. Um, yeah. I think Eddie Hearn's established himself now in uh, the States. He wants that to yeah. bring through his high-profile names from the UK, establish them in America, mm-hmm. and kind of uh, consume that market with those uh, high-profile uh, fights. The zone now, everything's falling into place. Yeah. Uh, Canelo, Jacobs, yeah. Uh, yeah. massive fight. This is the marquee fight that kind yeah. of says, you know what, Golovkin, come over to the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Andrade's with the zone. Charlo, yeah. come to the zone. Yeah. Forget everything else. The yeah. zone is where the middleweight uh, supremacy is at the moment. Yeah. And, no, uh, fair point. Fair so, yeah, that some, statement, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, and Rafa, we saw, we saw the man Dillian White. Anybody can get it. Another one from the yeah. UK uh, over in Vegas. Um, what do you think, make of, um, and again, just light, lightly touch on, uh, what did you make of his appearance over there at the fight? Obviously, all the kind of rumours that have come out, Warren, um, him openly saying that he's a free agent. Yeah. Of, of course, I think amid um, what we saw on Twitter with Frank Warren, mm-hmm. and um, it was quite open about it as well. Yeah. Dillian White's um, position in matchroom is quite unclear at the moment, so to see him flirting with people in America isn't, it didn't come as a massive surprise to me. Mm. And... Um, I think Matchroom uh, will have a serious hole in their uh, in their um, arsenal if they were to lose him. Yeah, yeah, pay per view star. Yeah. So Tom, you want to kick off the? Uh... Yeah, it's only one place to start, really. Yeah. Uh, Pat, I know our callers will probably have a, a strong opinion on the fight, the aftermath with uh, Jim Gray, mm-hmm. and another potential fight down the line this year. But <laughs> you know, that's that's for another day. But yeah, I mean, um, that kind of kind of touches on the first thing um, about, I suppose, Broner's ill discipline mm-hmm. uh, to the sport. Um, that kind of mirrored that in the fight um, wasn't busy enough in my opinion yeah. um, he he does have glimpses of that flair and that flamboyance that mm-hmm. we associate him uh, with um, he has the pedigree he's been a four weight world champion he's had the amateur pedigree but I think again it's that kind of debate about stepping up to the elite level mm. and whether you yeah. can actually you know manage it then um, against the likes whether Pacquiao is 40 years old if he's 28 years old it's about approaching the same fight with that diligence yeah, it's about bringing some energy yeah bringing some energy yeah and um, yeah just it was disappointing um, I don't think he did himself any justice afterwards I mean um, how do you guys feel um, do you think where can he go from here I mean that's kind of the question I, I'd like to know um, there's a part of you that wonders did he take too many punches in the fight I mean to have seen the reaction we did post <laughs> fight was uh, yeah. quite a shock um yeah. Me personally, I had it 8-1 come round 10 and then I think right. I could have made a case for round 11 but then round 12 was pretty conclusive as well. Yeah. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, he definitely, um, I mean, I agree with you in terms of the scoring. I could have given him a second round for charitable reasons but really um, I was watching it thinking when is Broner going to start? Um, he was getting beaten up, um, really. Pacquiao was doing what Pacquiao, the successful Pacquiao was doing when he was jumping on top of you throwing combinations to the body, up to the top. And Broner was just kind of not doing anything, high guard and then pivot out of it, but didn't really throw anything back. And what was really surprising was when he would land the right or a hook or an uppercut and notice these were all singular shots, he didn't follow up with anything. And it was like, dude, what's happening? Like, yeah, throw another one, like back him up. Because I do feel, I'm not going to say he would have won the fight, but early on, I felt when he was connecting, it seemed like maybe 
Pacquiao was wary of his power. Um, but obviously, once Pacquiao realised this guy's not he's not here to fight, yeah. just took him apart. So, yeah, I think um, where does Broner go from here? I think, look, he's a big name. I think yeah. he'll, he'll bounce back. Um, I think at the end of the day, if you was to say Broner versus probably not Spence or Thurman, but Crawford, I think they could probably make that fight. Yeah. If the calm fight doesn't do what Crawford, for Crawford, what Aaron wants it to do in terms of make him a bit more of a name, yeah. I think the the if he fought Crawford, I think we would watch that and it'll be a pay per view fight, and the crowds will come out again. So I th- I think he can still bounce back. Yeah, and just following on from that as well, I mean, it, it's it's kind of apparent to see that Broner with the influence of the crowd and the <laughs> stage that he's he's on. You see all the the flamboyantness yeah. with the uh, the entrance and stuff. But yeah, like I mean, it seems that he only works for thirty seconds of a round and yeah. hopes to bank on yeah. that to get him yeah. through the uh, through the line, especially in those championship rounds. I mean, it seemed like his work rate declined mm. um, from the opening uh, back <coughs> to yeah. um, those those yeah. middle rounds, and then kind of bridging then to the uh, to the championship rounds. It didn't seem like he ever no. looked. I mean, wasn't there a stat saying that he threw fifty punches? Yeah, yeah. Well, landed fifty punches throughout the whole fight. It's not good enough at the elite level. How are you gonna? How can you win a belt at that yeah. level? Really, like you're saying, it's not good enough. So, yeah, um, I think he's always going to talk because look, I'll be honest, going into the fight, I really believed you know, the videos and the, the speeches. And I really believe that, you know, he saw an opportunity and he was going to perform yeah. and maybe not, not deliver the Broner we've always wanted to see, but like there wouldn't be the Broner of Portar, Garcia. He would be a more aggressive and very disappointed to see. Like, I was so pissed off. So yeah, I was so annoyed that was when I was watching this and I was thinking 6.30, quarter to seven, and now I'm going to sleep for that. Yeah, <laughs> not happy. Not um, there, but at yeah. least the undercard made up for it. But, <clears throat> yeah, um, I mean, in terms of Pacquiao, um, we'll go on. Um, I mean, really, we, everyone's focused on Broner, which we have done as well. The memes have done. But actually, Pacquiao did kind of send a message out there, in my opinion, with that performance. Yeah, what strong do you guys message. Think? Very strong message. Um, it, it kind of begs to differ. Um, do you actually, with him being 40, a lot of people said he was on the decline mm. uh, before this fight. He's come through this now. Whether is he able to mix it with the the elite guys, the Thurmans, the uh, the Crawford, Spence, uh, Porters? Is he even at this age with the 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 um, kind of the influence he's had on the division, uh, the wealth of experience he's had? Yeah. Can he actually compete with these guys who are at their peak? They're on the rise. They're the young, yeah. hungry uh, lions of the division. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that he can compete with these guys? I think the question is, does he need to? I mean, his legacy is. Every, all but secured. Um, I wouldn't quite say they were cash-out fights because I think they are competitive. I think he can challenge the likes of Thurman and whatnot, but I don't think he needs it. And I think off the back of that loss to um, the Australian bloke, sorry, his Jeff name Horn. is Jeff Horn. Yeah. I mean, there was a controversy surrounding that, of course, but for myself, I think Manny's days at the competing at the elite level, not that Jeff Horn was, mm. yeah, um, but I, I, I just don't think he needs it at age 40. Yeah, I, I think that's actually a yeah. good, good point, to be fair, when it's like, does he need it? He obviously, it's well documented. He's got the presidency, or he's a senator. Um, he's got his family around him. He is yeah. getting, a, he is aging. Um, and you're right, you know, to fight a Spence, even a Porter, you know, let alone a Thurman. You know, <laughs> Spence and Thurman are the top two. Obviously, Crawford, we know, but within that PBC world, um, Spence, Porter, and Thurman are easy fights to make. Um, I just don't think you're right. I don't think it's worth going through that like sort of physical um, element. Um, Garcia is probably one. That might work, do well for him, you know, in terms of a defence of his belt. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, 
can he mix it overall with the top guys? I don't think so. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think he doesn't need to. Same yeah, same yeah. like Mayweather. He does. They don't need to fight these guys. It would be great. But like the way boxing's moved on to, these guys need to enjoy their life to, once the gloves get put down. Yeah, yeah. Them, and, um, Pacquiao doesn't need to do that. And do you throw Garcia, Garcia's name in there off the back of a loss? Or do you think outright that was competitive before the loss? Um, good question. But I think Pacquiao's had losses as well. So it kind of, for me, yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a balance. Um, but I think, yeah, Garcia is a competitive fight. And it's not a grueling fight because he's also coming come up from a division below. And that's the difference with your Spence's... Your port. I mean, people forget. I mean, we interviewed Porter. Porter fought at 154 yeah. pounds. So, like, he's come down. So, again, um, I'm not saying that Pacquiao hasn't beaten guys like that, but at this age, with that type of energy, because um, one of the questions I had about Pacquiao, but he did impress me, was his work rate. Yeah. Um, but then, again, is that because Broner doesn't do anything to kind of put you off and make you wary, or was this just a Pacquiao for, of old? Um, not necessarily, but I think, yeah, he done well with that. Um and there is definitely a gap in class between the likes of Jeff Horn and the uh, the Manny Pacquiao's of the division. I mean, Jeff Horn had that had that good win mm-hmm. over Pacquiao, yeah. but he didn't really maintain that kind of um, yeah. that caliber of uh, fight and um, application to uh, defending his uh, his crown. But I think as well, uh, for argument's sake, if Pacquiao was to relinquish the belt, mm-hmm. um, the kind of the, the nature of the division at the moment, it seems that Thurman will probably be the most likely to yeah. fill, fill that spot and fight for the. Uh, for the world title again, whether it be against um, an upcoming uh, protege or an uh, unbeaten prospect, we'll wait and see. see. But yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that division is kind of the one division you can look at and say, even though the champions are tied up at the moment, Spence mm-hmm. is fighting Garcia, mm-hmm. Porter's got the belt, um, they're all kind of likely to mix with each other. And they're, and they're not willing to to lose that um, that dignity or lose that... Um, you know, be be judged to say, oh, you didn't fight the best. They they all want to fight the best, oh, yeah. and they yeah, all want to so. put it all on the line. So that's yeah. the great kind of I makeup mean, of the yeah. For me, I division. think that division. I think this and and also the, the the middleweight division. I just think for me, the interesting thing is actually your opportunities are going to be sort of like sort of restricted by who you're signed by, and I think that's the most interesting thing because yeah. Crawford is a worthy champion. I think nobody would deny him that. But what other belts is he going to be able to get exactly. if he doesn't? Obviously, he's not going to move to PBC, but unless he doesn't sway that side or, you know, they can do some type of deal. And I feel both fighters, you know, and I feel like it's like a race to see who's the A side. Um, um, When I say Crawford and Spence, neither of them are household names. Neither of them are big enough that even two networks will say, well, on this one, we're prepared to come to a deal. Um, And yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, But yeah, um, the same with the middleweight. Um, You look at guys there, you think to yourself... If the, the Charlos he wants to collect another belt, he's sorry, he's sorry, he's lost his belt. Um, so he's a Harrison. So Harrison wants to collect another belt. Yeah. He's gonna have to move, look at the zone. So yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Um, and just moving on. Um, uh, next subject, Rafa, do you want to pick that up? Yeah. Um, uh, if you. Yeah, just have a few technical difficulties. And always, Tom. Yeah, the Canelo Jacobs uh, fight. I mean, I mean, so where do we where do we start? I mean, you got Jacobs. Uh, fights uh, Golovkin puts a great account of himself up I mean all the the background uh, narrative the question as well Zoe quickly Canelo sorry Triple G Jacobs who do you felt won that fight I'd have to say Jacobs by around um, I thought he applied the more pressure yeah. um, against a fighter like Golovkin who stands in the pocket squares his feet and uh, lets off punches without even he does he's not phased by anyone like coming forward at him throwing yeah. punches but yeah. I think 
Jacobs did very well at negating that. He was able to tie him up. He was able to use his range at, at points of the fight. He was able to engage at um, yeah. times in the fight. Cleverly used his range. And I think if um, the fight was happening again, obviously we have the uh, Jacobs-Canella fight. Jacobs has got the stature mm. for a middleweight to mm. keep fighters at bay, um, use his feet, mm. pivot, mm. evade punches. Um, mm. Canelo and Golovkin, even though um, Golovkin's more aggressive, mm-hmm. um, Canelo's going to come forward as well. Yeah. He's going to look for that counter punch when he's on the ropes. Yeah. So I think for Jacobs to have success in the fight, he mm-hmm. needs to stay away from the ropes. Yeah. He needs to hold yeah. the center of the ring um, and just use his range for the yeah. first few rounds. Judge the distance, see what Canelo's about. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we'll see how much... I mean, it was a masterclass against okay. Rocky Fielding. So, this, uh, so Triple G Jacobs, who won for you? I had it a draw, if I'm honest, but Fair there enough. really wasn't a lot in it. Um, yeah. One thing I would say to Tom, though, is what do you think that Jacob should do this time that he didn't do against Golovkin? Um, I mean, you kind of allude to that work rate, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, the work rate. How, how do you apply 10 more percent, 20 percent? I mean, I think he gave it a lot in that fight. Yeah. Um, whether that's taken a lot out of him, we'll have to wait and see. Um, he didn't really take much punishment in that fight, apart from the knockdown, but I think it was pretty much more of a flash knockdown it was, than yeah. anything. Nothing concussive. So um, in terms technically, I mean, just the same sort of thing um, we were saying about mm. moving away from the target, yeah. uh, pivoting, and I think just applying more yeah. pressure maybe. Um, I think he's got to be smart. As well. So in answer to that question, <clears throat> I think that his team probably, I'm only saying this, but probably will be looking at his only defeat um, his defeat was Mayweather. Mayweather was successful with the stab jab. For me, I think with the reach at his play, if he can fine-tune that technique, I think he could slow the fight down and maybe nick rounds. Um, I think no matter what we're going to say about Canelo and the the cheating and you know the giving up belts, he's tough and he's tough. not been knocked out. And similar to like Broner, you know, these guys have got chins. Um, so they're going to be in front of you. Um, and if you didn't knock out Triple G and... Triple G threw bombs on Canelo. It's kind of like, is he going to knock out Canelo? I don't know. I can't see Canelo staying in front of him. Um, yeah. But and I even think that the, stab jab yeah. is going to be key for the, for the fight. And uh, even the minute details, like Jacobs is going to be punching down in this fight. Um, yeah. Canelo comes in short stocky. So how much of a factor is that going to have on the uh, on the fight, especially in those early rounds? Yeah, I mean, roughly what you... What's... I echo that. But then again, I think going back to what you were saying about the work rate early on, there isn't a lot more Jacobs can do. Mm. So in that respect, I think a lot of it comes down to how Canelo faces up to that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, definitely. And he's got, I mean, Canelo's going to probably, I would say, have one of, would you say in the last two years, a a fight that he's going to have to be at his peak for work rate. And when I say that, I mean, in terms of mobility, because for me, Triple G is a bit flat footed. So, as much as your stamina needs to be high, I think you do need punching power to be guarding him off and not making this guy just, you know, rush you, which Triple G usually does. Um, yeah. I think with Jacobs, again, with I think I can see Jacobs employing the reach if he uses the stab jab and then he's using his feet. Canelo might have to chase him for a large part of this fight. Um, and that's where I see the interesting thing for me because um, I don't see Jacobs being able to beat Canelo. Um, I think Canelo will go on to show that he's one of the the great fighters of our era. Um, I know he's going to have this um, uh, stigma with the cow meat on his name, but, you know, all boxers have something. But I do think, you know, he's shown some technical ability uh, in a loss. Um, I think that's going to stand him in good stead. And, um, yeah, for me, I think this this is going to be very tough for Jake because it's going to be a cracking fight. 
Um, is this a super fight, by the way? I mean, yeah. I mean, for as in terms of that upper echelons of the middleweight division, you'd have to look at it be the, this kind of matchup is what everyone's kind of been waiting for. Definitely, uh, Golovkin. You could say he in the last few months he's been played by inactivity. Mm. Um, he obviously had the the fight um, with the the Russian. Was it for the um, in the kind of the replacement opponent? I'm yeah. not sure yeah. off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I think Jacobs. Um, with that account he gave against Golovkin is rightfully uh, deserved of this uh, opportunity. Mm-hmm. Canelo's now filled into the weight nicely. He's moved up eight pounds, but he's going to drop back down. And I think he's going to be even stronger this time yeah. at the weight. Um, he doesn't seem to fade. Um, he's proven he can go the distance, and mm-hmm. I think Jacob has as well. So I think it's a case of who wants it more, mm-hmm. who can be willing to go that extra, that mar- extra See, mile. Like you say that, yeah. and and I, and I'm and, and for me, what I will say with Canelo is Jacobs has to knock Canelo out. And yeah, I think this is the other thing why I'm a bit like I don't see Jacobs doing it because he's not going to win on points. That much nah, we know. Not a hope. He's not got a hope. Not nah. a hope. Even if he's schooling him, he's not going to yeah. win on points. If he gets, he got a majority. He lost a majority against Mayweather in a fight. He was getting schooled. You know, Jacobs has to knock this guy out. It's, Even if Canelo throws and hits fresh air, he's going to win one nineteen, one ten on the exactly. scorecard. Something. So for me, I think that's where sort of the the interesting thing lies and this is why I'm saying again about the stab jab is that in the later rounds you know if you remember the Mayweather Canelo fight Mayweather was able to land some big shots but Mayweather's not a concussive puncher so i.e. he wasn't going to knock him out Jacobs um, is one of those guys that's got a high first round knockout um, on his record if you look at his resume on the yeah. box box rate you'll see he's got a lot of first round knockouts um, or TKOs that implies that he's got some energy I'm not saying that's going to happen but I think he's going to, you know, if you're a fighter when you're looking at your best attributes, I think those are the things he potentially will have to employ. Um, be energetic in bits, but then use his feet um, and, and be mobile in the ring. Yeah, um, most but, definitely. Yeah, I think well, with the uh, stab jab as well, it's a great point because, I mean, some fighters use the jab just to gauge that distance early yeah. on. But with the stab jab, you yeah. know there's an effect with it. Precisely. Then even the, the judges, the, the crowd, they're going to react because they, gonna, they know that it's an effective exactly, jab and yeah. you're stopping an aggressive fighter come forward. So. Yeah, so... Um, all right. You, so, so, do you believe it's a super fight? Yeah, I'll be honest, I don't. I think it's a great fight, but yeah. when I look at super fight, I do think about household names. Of course. Like, uh, like or, or heavyweight Joshua Wilder, that's a super fight. I don't even think Wilder Fury was a super fight. You didn't? Um, no, I think it was a big fight, but I didn't think it was a super fight, like Mayweather Pacquiao. Um, yeah. I think the Wilder Fury... Maybe rematch could potentially, well, to be fair, that will be a, a super fight because everyone's going to be talking about that now. But I think going up to it, it didn't have the same effect um, for me, That, in my opinion. I don't think this was, I think this was like the boxing fan, like the purists, oh, we're loving this. But if yeah. you probably speak to the people that are like core Joshua fans, yeah. they probably don't even know this fight's being announced. Um, so that's why it's good they tune into this show. Because they get all the info. Spence Garcia. Spence Garcia okay. is maybe not a, a super fight. Oh, that's not a super fight. Yeah. Like you said, household names. Yeah. They're not really... Not, this is what I mean. You know, though, the nut money, the ones where the numbers really come in, yeah. Where the dollar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, but it's technically great. But great like fun. super fight in terms of whole package, yeah, not for me. Um, what was Usyk Gassiev then? Uh, again, I don't think it was. You don't think it was? No. So you think it has to be a, a um, I think when casual talking, appeal? Yeah, I think we're talking super fights. Yeah, and I do. Usyk Ward, maybe. That would be... Uh, even well, then, that, Usyk, no. does he bring that exactly. same... Usyk that doesn't... Same he doesn't... Um, yeah. And Ward doesn't... Because for me, Ward Kovalev, you would have thought would have been a super fight, but it wasn't. Um, and also, when we talk super fights, obviously, the number one is the pay-per-view numbers determine that. Um, 
So Mayweather Canelo for me was a super fight. Um, I think numbers did that. Mayweather De La Hoya, um, huge gates. Even well. Mayweather Hatton, half it was in a weird way, but I think that was with the English crowd as well being like yeah. you know I mean? like looking out for his Hatton going to be able to do this. Mayweather's name at the time. Um, but yeah, I think super fights are quite rare um, in my opinion. Um, mm, but this yeah. is a big fight, no doubt about it. Um, big, big, big fight. Um, so guys, listen, there's a couple of callers on the line, so we might as well open it up to them. Um, see how they're saying? Bring them through. 275, the floor is yours. Hello, question or statement? Raps on TV, what's your name? Hello. Hello, hello, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you, yes. Hello, Kojo, this is George. What's going on, bro, you all right? I'm good, I'm good. Apologies for the delay in calling out, calling in all this time. Um, obviously, I'm a big follower. I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Much love and respect and keep it moving. Not you too, Thank George. Thanks appreciate for tuning it. in, man. So what's on your mind? Question cool, cool. or statement? So, I, I, so I, I, I'm, I'm what you guys would call a casual boxing fan. And um, I watched the Broner and, uh, and, and Pacquiao fight recently. And my question was more so about your mm. guys' opinion on, on scoring in boxing and how the judges score boxing. So yeah. it was, obviously it was very obvious Pacquiao won that fight and it was clear and everyone saw um, Broner's ridiculous reaction afterwards. But it got me, it got me <laughs> thinking about fights that I've watched recently, especially like the Fury and Wilder fight, whereby that was scored as a draw when clearly people felt that uh, Fury had won that fight. So my, it seems to me as a casual boxing fan that there's a preference behind people who are the aggressors and seem to have yeah. the showstopper moments versus the people who actually control the fight and box. And so <clears throat> while I disagree with Broner's point that he thought that he won the fight, he had a few kind of nice-looking counterpunch moments. So my question basically is, do you feel that boxing judges should be very open and obvious about their preference for judging fights, whether they prefer a reactive fighter, a counterpuncher, or a person who brings the fight closer to a person? I mean, I think there's a very subjective criteria when it comes to um, to judging. I, I, I completely agree with your point there by saying um, how Broner was like, he controlled the fight. But I think you need to kind of, uh, when you do look at that reaction, you kind of think to yourself, how do you distinguish between controlling the fight as in actually controlling Pacquiao coming forward and also the fact that Broner wasn't busy enough, I don't feel, in the fight. So I think when you're looking at it from the outset, um, judges probably look at that and think, well, if Broner's only working 30 seconds of a round and then has like a, a one uh, minute, one and a half minute layoff and then back on it, can we really justify giving him a round? I think that's, for me personally, obviously I'm not a judge, so I don't know what kind of goes through um, their mind when they're scoring round by round. But um, that's probably what I'd look at. I think down to activity, I think plays a, a major part in, uh, in judging in the modern day anyway. Yeah, I think we only have to look as far as um, last year with Joseph Parker versus Huey Fury. Uh, Huey Fury's style aesthetically wasn't as pleasant, but it would have got the job done in some people's eyes. Um, it just comes down to preference, really, and also you have to factor in that with cash cows, it's very, very difficult to um, sort of give 50-50s against them because mm. it's like an unwritten rule. The onus is to um, keep that cash cow um, hype train going, so yeah. um, there is no sort of flat rate way of looking at it, but yeah, I do take your point. People yeah. could be more open about what they um, prefer. Yeah, and I, I, just to echo, I think for me, uh, George, I definitely would say it would be great if refs could be more um, sort of open. I think in some um, referees and judges, sorry, um, in some ways, um, the, obviously the both promotional companies are able to pick 
um, the judges, so they have a they have a say in who is uh, who who sits uh, to, to judge the the fight. Um, so they have a bit of knowledge because obviously they've got a track record of certain guys. Unfortunately, with this boxing sport, there's a lot of politics, um, mm. and you would look at it from a basis of you know, you know, sometimes you're right. Is it the aggressor? But then I remember people saying that Canelo was the sorry Triple G was the aggressor against Canelo. And he didn't win any of those fights. He drew and then he lost the second one. Um, so it varies. It, it, and unfortunately, the, the dirty side of the sport is it's who's the A side that controls, you know, the the mindset of these judges. Again, case in point, uh, Canelo Triple G, Wilder Fury. Um, then you have to argue, you know, it's all about doing enough um, to actually make it, you know, no decision, leave no decision in the judge's mind. And that's where I would say Fury Klitschko. Because I remember watching that fight thinking... Yeah, he's done it, but I don't know about these refs. It's Germany. He's a home, he's an away fighter, but fair play to them. They were honest, um, and he got the decision. But you could say someone like Joshua, in most of his fights, in fights that you would argue he's not winning or he's not as close, when the scorecard is revealed, you always see that he's in a winning position. So, unfortunately, you know, as as, as Rafi said, there's the cash cow element. There's just the dirty side of the sport, um, but. Yeah, it's it's hard. What do we do? You know, this is what this is where our passion lies. But yeah, I do agree with you. It would be great, yeah, and I think that would help I, the I, casuals. Yeah, so carry on. I Sorry, completely bro. agree. I, I guess my question, my question came from a place of understanding, like you know, yeah. amateur boxing with Olympics. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of binary at that point in the sense that it's like landed punches, and you sort of look at who landed more, and it's no, there's no discussion around it. I, I personally like. I felt that. Um, that uh, Triple G won the first fight against Canelo mm-hmm. um, because yeah, he was more active. And, but Canelo had Canelo had exciting moments that casuals such as myself weren't oohs and ahs to. So that that swayed the professional judges who you would think would see beyond that. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm thinking if it was a if it was an even fight, you just go to the to the actual you know to the to the to the to the compu box and just decide. Look who, who did what, and that's the victim. Mm. But then that means you're deciding the fight at the end. Or, or, or you're announcing the winner at the end and it's not necessarily as it goes and what happens if someone's landing 30 punches successfully but then one guy lands one punch and it's a knockdown and and this this True. is yeah and this is where and and you you're right what you're saying because amateur level is is the best way um but there are reasons for that and even still um at olympic level we see guys cheating and that's just the dark side of the sport um yeah, we, and I don't know, you know, sometimes I wonder if they're ever going to be able to shake it, and I don't think so, because there was a big fight recently, of not just Wilder Fury, um, even some of Pacquiao's fights, people are like, yeah, so, um, I don't know. So, um, so yeah, overall, what did you make of Broner? And um, he, he, I'll say his performance, or where do you think you could expect to see him from here? Where, where do you think he'll go from here? I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I don't really respect the... the um the, the politics side of boxing. Yeah, of um, I'd like to think I'm savvy enough to see through it. I think Broner knows what his record is yeah. in the last fight. And I, but I also think he's savvy enough to um, to keep his name in the headlines whereby he can still be a draw from a promotional point of view. Yeah, he's definitely you know, relevant, I, I respect, 100%. I, funny enough, I, I respect him as, as a businessman. I know he's got his own record label and a few artists around that. And when it comes to that media side of things, it's important to just keep your name out there. So I don't yeah. believe for one second that Broner has only his fingers in the boxing game. I think he's thinking beyond that. Yeah. And, the, you know, about Billions brand isn't about boxing. It's about brashness. It's about arrogance. It's about everything. And I think he's just taking that brand somewhere else. Exactly. I fully believe that he knows his time within boxing is limited. So he, he does that tomfoolery to, 
So people can go, oh, what? look what he's doing. He, he, I, I, he's smarter than a lot of people give him credit for fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. And um, George, do you think, um, in terms of, I know you said there about scoring, um, there's a, you know, the, the scorecards nowadays, the politics involved, it does kind of plague the sport in the uh, in the modern sense of the term. Do you think, uh, what adjustments do you think needs to be made then to scorecards? Do you think judges need to be scoring on different factors such as um, like work rate, pressure, and those kind of um, aspects of it? Or do you think we need to follow the traditional way of, you know, whoever lands the, mo- the more punches, the more effective punches? Do you think it needs to be kept like that? Or would you like to see um, I, I, other things I, implemented? I, yeah, I, I, I guess there's a traditional side to it. I mean, I think, you know, I obviously don't watch nowhere near as much boxing fights as you do. But, you know, just looking at the rules, if you were to Google it, you know, it says if it's an even round, it's a it's a 10-10. But I don't really tend to see that a lot. Exactly. You know? yeah. Even when it's, a, when it's an even round, it tends to go, you know, 10-9 to one person versus the other. And I, I, my gut feel is it's still based on the thing that looks most exciting in that round. Exactly. I, it's just my gut feel. I don't, I, I don't have anything to go off beyond that that I can give you stats about. Yeah, so exactly. there's rounds that I've seen where I'm like, I don't know who I'd give that to. That's a 10-10. But I, re- I rarely see it. So yeah. I guess my thing would be more like, if there is a traditional way of scoring it, just chanting and be consistent with it and be confident enough to stand in front of a camera and justify your decision. Yeah. So, so, so all of the all of the negativity around boxing, where people like me are just jaded by it, where I feel it's all it's all scam, it's all people get the judges, and it's been done like that so that there's a rematch. I, I kind of I don't I don't buy into any of the hype of the pre-fight. I would get more credibility from it if I had some stood in front and said, "This is why I gave it as a 10-10. This is why." And you start to see things like that that you can go, "Fair enough," but there's not enough moments within it where I go, "Fair enough." I go, "That's a lot of nonsense." So I think mm. it's just a get people back on side where you go that 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 i can respect you know yeah. i can respect that and I, I don't think there's enough moments like that so i know i didn't answer your question directly i'll probably say keep to the tradition but uphold it i guess my question yeah. is more upholding it and if you can't yeah. uphold it then it needs it needs to be changed yeah yeah george um it's quite interesting hearing you bring this up from a casual um standpoint so flipping that back on you what would you look for if you're a boxing judge if i was a boxing judge yeah. I would want the data. I'll, I'll be honest, sometimes, like you guys pointed out, I watch a fight and I go, wow, that guy absolutely buffed it. And, and, and then you look at the numbers and you go, actually, he didn't land that much. Mm-hmm. And although Broner talked a lot of nonsense, he, he hit the point that I thought, mm, no, you know, he talked a lot of nonsense, but he said something like he wasn't landing those fights and with, with a lot of those punches, sorry. And he, he actually thought he did a great job in some instances of evading punches in a really clever way. And he was, he, you know, now that's a skill to it. Mm. But that's how the judge is, is scored. Um, and, and I know it looks good, but but I think there's there's something to that, isn't it? Like you know, when we watch other sports, whether you watch basketball, you watch football, you see a great tackle and you go, that is fantastic. That's a good defender. Yeah. Whereas because boxing is an aggressive sport where you have to walk forward and you have to hit someone in the face, a lot of the times those evasions are not seen as a skill unless you're an all-time great like Ali or someone. And mm. No one's going to be doing the rope and rope for 15 rounds in age. But I do think there's elements of that that should be taken into consideration in terms of how you would make punches. I, I, I don't believe that Broner felt that he was really hurt. And I think he believed that in terms of how they hurt each other was probably equal. That's probably his belief. Yeah. But the scoring doesn't doesn't dictate that. I would love a mix of it to sort of go, right, this is what the judges felt. This is what the stats said. Let's take both of them into account and let's actually give the, the rightful person who won the fight the result. Mm. And how did George feel? How did you score it? Uh, the fight, I, I don't think I had Broner winning a single round. <laughs> yeah. Wow, whitewash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think it was absolute whitewash. It was a schooling. I think it was an absolute whitewash. Man. But do you I, think... I, I don't know, man. People like AB, a, I think, always have another agenda, so I don't really take them too seriously. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I hear you on that one, George. Listen, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, appreciate the support as no always. Worries, man. Uh, make sure you look out for this one thank on YouTube you as well. Man. You guys are doing a great job. Cheers, appreciate that. Appreciate appreciate the support, Cheers, thank you, man. Thank Cheers. You. Nice one, boy. Cheers, nice. So we're going out to 081. 081. Question or statement? Raps yeah. on TV. What's your name? Nicholas, hey, how you doing, lads? Good? Yes, Not with that, Nick, Nicholas. yourself. Question or I'm statement? All right, man. I'm all... uh, um, so, okay, let me start with a question. I had a statement, but I'll start with a question first of all. Sure. So, this is more in regards of the undercard. So, it's not really about Pacquiao and, and, and Broner. Mm-hmm. Even though I would like to thank Broner for birthing some of the funniest memories I've seen the last weekend. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thank him for that. I haven't had a laugh like this for years. Yeah, <laughs> free entertainment. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, my question was more on um, so the Badu Jack against uh, against Marcus Brown fight. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Marcus Brown, I was not really too familiar with him. I've seen I only seen one previous fight, it looked good, but the guy wasn't really saying nothing. So I know obviously Badu Jack is a is a quality fighter, and uh, I was very 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 impressed with Brown on that fight, mm-hmm. and uh, much more than I expected. And to me, he looks he looks like he's somebody with a full package. Yeah. And I think that he can probably dominate that division. What do you guys think of him? Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah, I'd have to agree completely. Um, yeah, he's definitely shown glimpses of uh, being the full package. I think he uh, boxed a very composed fight. Um, a lot of went behind uh, how much of an effect did the cut have in the, uh, the eighth round. But I think up until then, uh, Brown boxed a perfect fight. I think he was able to kind of um, deter Badu Jack from coming forward a lot and um, yeah, yeah and, and also engage at the at certain times when he needed to. And, uh, he, I mean, he's, I think, 15, 15 16 fights in, um, mm. relatively inexperienced, a relative novice at that level of the division. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely yeah. showed signs of uh, that he can compete with uh, the very best. Yeah. Do you believe... Um, do you believe... Yeah, yeah. Um, for myself... Um, yeah, he won convincingly, although at the same time, I don't feel that Badu Jack's quite the fighter he once was. If we rewind... Uh, you think so? Sorry? You think so? You I, think I don't think uh, he is. No, I don't. Um, he's not an elaborate. Yeah, like when, when he fought against the girl, for example. I think that fight took a lot out of both of them. Obviously, James DeGale more so. But um, for me personally, Badu Jack hasn't uh, quite been at the uh, level he was two years ago. Um, so... Without and again, this isn't sounding disrespectful to Brown, but for myself, it, he didn't fight the best Badu Jack. I mean, it's a, I mean, as a contrasting analogy, Tony Badu and David Hay. He didn't fight the David Hay of 2011. He fought the David Hay of 2018. Yeah. Obviously, that is a yeah, massive, that's, massive. Yeah. Um, that's not exactly a parallel, but yeah. I'm hoping that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, we'll, we'll point made. That. Point yeah. made. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if I could just add on that, though, I will say. Um, and I hear what you're saying about Brown. I think it is worth remembering that he's Badu Jack obviously came up in what, at 175. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that affected him massively, more than anything. Massively, because although he was big at um, uh, uh, 168, um, I think when you're coming up against guys that are naturally at that weight um, and they're strong and they want to fight a physical game, I mean, I remember seeing Badu Jack just fighting with a high, high guard throughout the fight. Um, and still getting kind of thrown around and like pinned into the corner. Um, mm. So I think Brown definitely, I think he's made an introduction into this division. Um, I'm not going to lie. Can he dominate? I don't know. 
because for me that division is stacked. Um, and the best thing about that division is that not one promotional company has all the fighters. So we're going to see some good fights, hopefully. But yeah, bro, you're talking about Bivol, um that's in there. You've got Kovalev, Alvarez. Um, Gavodzic. yeah. And apparently Gavodzic and Brown, Gavodzic is mandatory, yeah. yeah. So I think Gavodzic is going to have a def- uh, one defence and then he's going to have the mandatory. Uh-huh. And you've got to think, this is the guy. So it's quite funny, actually, because Gavodzic is the guy that obviously fought Stevenson and Stevenson obviously was putting hot, obviously... Um, obviously, he was badly injured. Um, and you think about Brown fighting Badu Jack, and he's badly injured Badu Jack, and Brown and, and, and Badu Jack and Stevenson fought to a draw. So this is really the levels we're operating at now. So, um, yeah, I think it's yeah. going to be great um, for the division. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if he'll dominate. But, yeah, what's what's your statement, bro? Yeah, so, um, I mean, yeah, so basically my statement, it was in regards of uh, Brown and Pacquiao. So, mm. obviously... I mean, I was not even too too excited about that fight to be honest, because I I, I knew this. I knew what was going to happen. I knew that he was probably going to be dominated. Uh, Brown has nothing. <laughs> he doesn't get. He does. He, he, he doesn't. He, he's not busy enough. He has not been busy for many years. Mm. And I did not see, even though he did look a little bit fitter. I did not think. Oh, okay. He's going to start letting his hands go now and things like that. I think is. His time has passed, but obviously he's made a name of himself. It's so the streaky bacon. Kind of it's all that streaky bacon he's been having. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he just talks and whatnot, and you know he can generate some people because of media. But really, I mean, uh, Brona should really think about calling it a day soon, man, because it's, it's 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 really it's really sad, but it's more embarrassing. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely embarrassing. I'm thinking um, yeah. we've touched on a lot of uh, technical aspects. What did you make of the cut and how that was treated by both the corner and the referee? Uh, you know what? Yeah. I, yeah. Even before the cut, I had Brown winning, to mm. be honest. Yeah. I had Brown winning because yeah. uh, even me, I was thinking, you know what? Uh, Jack needs to win the last majority of the last round because he's losing. So I had him winning and I was really more impressed with the technique technical skills. It wasn't really even about the way the way he was moving him around and stuff. Just the, mm, the, the, the foot and the movement and the ducking and the jabbing and keeping him at bay. So mm. I was really impressed with that. In regards of the cut, I don't. it wasn't as bad when he first cut, when they first bumped heads. Mm. But Brown saw the cut and he started aiming for it again and again and again and he actually opened it up. Mm, yeah, and exactly. I read that his corner um Jack's corner around the eleventh round. I mean, it looked absolutely terrible. The referee yeah. was all blood all over him, yeah. and to me, it was obvious he was losing the fight anyway. So when they stopped and they had to take and they took a look in the eleventh round or that cut, I think they should have just called it a day. Obviously, I understand yeah. from a Warriors' point of view, it's just one more round. You don't really want to throw the towel. Yeah, yeah. that was dangerous. That was right between dangerous. the eyes, yeah. he was already losing. Everybody knew he. I mean. I could not see some crazy, uh, you know, turnaround that he was going to win that fight. Mm, it's real cold that day. But that's not, that's not good. His wife was beside the ring and all that. It's, it's, it's not a good look. So. Yeah. Yeah, especially Thanks. after six, seven rounds, it's hard to crawl back that kind of margin. Exactly. And I mean, I think... Yeah, go on. The fight was done and dusted to me. Yeah. So when is the fight is already done and dusted, plus that major injury... It's understandable to just say, yeah, we'll call it a day just to keep him safe. It's not even to do with him throwing a towel and backing out. Mm, yeah. it's, 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 you, know, you have to look at it from a different perspective. So, uh, 
I think the referee should have called it a day. Mm-hmm. I can understand from the fight from the fighters' view that he probably would have said, "No, I want to finish. I want to finish it." But I think the referee or the doctor should have just said, "You know what? It's done. Only one round left. You're losing anyway. Uh, I think we should just call it a day and just get you stitched up as quick as quickly as possible." Yeah, and that the- was my fault. And who would you like to see uh, Brown fight next? And where do you see Badu Jack going from here? Obviously, you uh, touched upon the idea of him uh, calling it a day, but do you believe that's set in stone or can you see a way back for Badu Jack? No, I, I can definitely see a way back for Badu Jack. I think, I think obviously, his strategy was not the best. And yep. I think he came across a better fight in, in regards of defense and movement, footwork. You know what I mean? And the jab, and he's strong. So you have to remember, Badu Jack has not had many fights in this division. He's still kind of finding his way. So I think he, he could still improve a comeback and, you know, and, 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 you know, still be relevant. He's still going to be one of the better fighters there. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think for Brown, uh, and I don't even think he was really pushed to, you know, he was really tested to his fullest, so he probably has got another level that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, he, but he, yeah, but I was very impressed with with his defensive, with his technical abilities. I was, re- I was really, really impressed. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think, think the future is going to be quite decent for him. It's good. It will be good to see what he does against some of the in the next couple of fights. But yeah. he, he, he looked really good to me. No, I appreciate that, bro. So listen, we're going to make a move, but thank you very much for the support, Nicholas. Um, all the best. No problem. And one, just one, one more thing. Uh, in the Jacobs and Canelo fight, I got my money on Jacobs slightly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> putting it out there early. I'm big boy status, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big boy status, man. I'm, I'm, I'm calling on Jacobs just slightly, though. Okay, okay. We're gonna remember that one. Um, Brooklyn standard. Right. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, and we'll get to that one closer to the time. But no, I appreciate that, man. Good to know. Appreciate all the support, Nicholas. Right. Take, Take care, man. Cheers. Take Thank care, you, man. Nicholas. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, so just to quickly touch on uh, other boxing news, um, there was another fight on the undercard, Warren versus Uri Bailey. Um, Rasheed Warren, who was signed to about billions, sorry, is signed to about billions, um, was fighting. It was a vacant, actually. It was a vacant belt, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah vacant so, belt. Um, good fight, um, fighting Nordine Uri Bailey, who was French-Moroccan descent. Um, they had previously fought each other in the uh, Olympics. Um, Uri Bailey beating... Uh, Rasheed Warren and actually subsequently losing to actually Michael Conlon so yeah. um, it shows you the level that these guys are operating at, at. Um, uh, good fight what did you guys make of it yeah I'll be completely honest uh, on Saturday mm. uh, night I think that was the only fight I managed to actually stay up for and watch but now it's a great yeah. fight um, I think we were speaking about it off um, off camera uh, Rashi Warren uh, former world champion uh, for good, good good operators in Zanit mm. Zakianov um, mm-hmm. but I think um, kind of in a way, it was kind of a takeover of the throne. Um, yeah. Obali's had a, a wealth of uh, experience in the amateurs. He's got the pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he had his chance and he took it uh, yeah. with both hands. Yeah. Uh, being an MTK fighter, yeah. it always helps to uh, get those opportunities. Exactly. Um, but even similar to the Broner fight, just wasn't busy enough. Yeah. Uh, Rushy Warren, he's good. Like, he, you look at him and you think he's got flair. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got that, that fan-friendly mm-hmm. style when he, when he applies it, but mm-hmm. he's just, he didn't yeah. do enough. He's, he's, I mean, the thing is, they, they are very skillful guys. I mean, I do think technically it was a really good fight, um, but Ubali was strong, he was aggressive, and he was 
yeah, he was on it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. So, um, yeah, great fight. Um, for those of you, I would just say, um, yeah, look out for this guy because I think he's going to make noise in this division. Um, Linares versus Ka- uh, Pablo Cesar Cano took place on Friday night. Linares got iced one round. Guys, <sighs> Rafi? Have we seen upset of the year three weeks into 2019? <laughs> fair play. Have we? Fair. Big shout. Yeah, big Massive shout. Out. I mean... Big shout. I think, Tom, you're going to start. I'm still recovering, Tom. Oh, you can take the lead on this I'm one. Insane, I mean, wow. I'm absolutely speechless. I can't. I just, I mean, I hadn't heard much about this Kanu uh, beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Be he he fought, um, and that's what I was saying, he fought um, Ashley Theophane probably about three, four years ago, what, 2015? Like 14, four years ago, sorry, 14, 2014 times, yeah. um, Theophane lost, but he went decision, so it wasn't like he got knocked out and... yeah. Maybe uh, Linares is seeing stars from the uh, Lomachenko fight. He's still seeing stars, but possibly. I mean, possibly. You, you would have thought that even against like a high operator against uh, Lomachenko, Linares would be able to bounce back, get a few wins under his belt, mm. and even just go for one more uh, one more chance out. Yeah, um, I mean, and it's interesting that they picked this fight because this guy is pretty dangerous. He was kind of like, you know, if anything, you could argue is that like. Mungir kind of yeah. background that aura like you know this guy's a tough Mexico you yeah. don't know much about him like should you take this risk now um, but Linares is a fighter um, and I think he's shown that you know throughout his career um, yeah. I think people have spoken about Broner I mean personally I don't think Broner should retire no. or quit I think he's got a lot more but I think Linares should start thinking about it because yeah. ultimately you know he's tried to go up his best option is to maybe go down in weight mm. Um I mean, would you see him? Would you watch him fight Lomachenko again? Probably not. No. Gavonta Davis, maybe. Um, but is that gatekeeper status for him? Is he yeah. then that guy that just you beat to move forward? I don't know. Um, but I mean, yeah, Rafi, I'd like to obviously get your thoughts on like Linares. What do you see for him next? I think going forward, and I think you alluded to it just now, saying that he either has to go down or call mm. it a day. I mean, you can't. Put, I mentioned people like Maurice Hooker, Terry Flanagan's <laughs> name operating. Uh, Cano was not even in the top ten, is he? No. No, so um, do you go down to shark-infested waters? Probably not because you've got uh, Lomachenko there, Mikey Garcia now as well, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think tends to go under the radar. And of then, course. of course, there's a very, very um, thick glass ceiling between those two guys and everyone else below. We're talking... Um, Even like a Sasebo would be a good fight. Yeah. The, um, what's his name? Um, the, Abel Sanchez's a, fighter. Yeah. That even that's a that's a very very Tough dangerous fight, fight yeah. because I mean for uh, like someone coming out a promising um, you know prospect, um, they're they're looking at that and thinking, well, if I can beat Linares, yeah, then it gives me a bit more credibility to then go on and fight mm. for a, a major title. Um, but yeah, I think as well. Lenora seems to have faded um, since the Campbell fight. Mm, I mean, going agreed. 12 rounds, with no disrespect to Campbell, yeah, very yeah. talented southpaw, mm. but Lenora should be beating him yeah. comfortably. Yeah. Um, Fair point. I mean, even, you know, 12 rounds, Campbell can come again and fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A rematch is always possible, but I think Lenora's to kind of stamp his authority on that division. He needed to have consecutive knock, uh, yeah. knockouts. And I mean, he got caught off guard and yeah. just didn't recover. Definitely. Just Andrade versus Akarov. Um, what do you guys make of that? It's, for myself, I'm still not convinced by Andrade. Yeah. I still think he gets played with by Billy Joe Saunders yeah. um, seven days of the week, twice on Sundays. <laughs> and um, <laughs> why not you know, throw that one in? Yeah. <laughs> I'd throw yeah. that one in. But yeah. um, no, for myself, 
I really, I really struggled to see the hype between Andra, yeah. uh, behind Andrade. Yeah, yeah. I know what you and mean. It's... He's a slick fighter, but I have to be honest with you, I Is wasn't he... really impro- impressed. Like, what I, I'll yeah. say before this fight, I think let's say before the maybe even the zone link up. I mean, obviously, granted, the Saunders fight didn't happen, but he was willing to go to get in the ring with him. Um, but he has, you know, before that long layoff, he had a reputation. He's shown some glimpses, um, but I don't know if he's really delivering um, now. Of course. They're always going to say the Billy Joe fight didn't take place. And it was ready. It was ready and willing to go. But I think, I have to be honest, I thought it was quite cringy when he caught that Golovkin. I think really he should have said, Saunders, get yourself clean. Let's go. I think the Golovkin, knowing that he's kind of coming off two bad performances because he drew and then yeah. Yeah, sorry, well, drew and then lost against Canelo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you could argue that, well, Golovkin's aura is maybe fading. Like, go with somebody that is going to, is dangerous, is exciting for the fans. And I agree with you. Um, I don't think Billy Joe Saunders um, would find Andre a really difficult fight. I don't think it would be a hugely entertaining fight, but I think he's got the ability to outbox him yeah. clean. Um, yeah, so I don't know. What do you think? Who, sh- who should he call out next? Like, who, sh- who should he face next? Um, yeah, I think he needs to fight Saunders to really establish himself as a, a true, like a, a an actual asset to the division. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. who's actually, can you look, the likes of Golovkin, Canelo, uh, Jacobs can look at and think you're a threat. Yeah. Um, I don't like. I'm not convinced by Andrade. Um, I think he he's got a, he's got a certain style that can appeal to a lot of fans. But I think against Saunders he'll struggle. Yeah. Um, even mm. just with he, he he's got probably yeah. the the longer the longer reach. But mm. I think Saunders has got his will have his number. Yeah, yeah. And then this weekend, guys, um, Keith Thurman uh, is coming back after a long layoff um, against uh, Lopez. Um, obviously, this is a kind of test the waters fight. Um, what do you guys make of this return? What do you expect to see from Keith Thurman in 2009, in 2019, more importantly? It's a really frustrating one to answer because Keith Thurman's been kept out by injuries for the best part of three years now. Yeah. And I think when you fought once a year, but then again, you know, I think the equaliser to that would be that look at who he's fought, mm. you know, his last yeah, two wins. Yeah. Um, I think this will more show us any cases of ring rust as mm. opposed to his credentials specifically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you think, yeah. So, I mean, and for this year, do you think it's, I won't say imperative, because you actually, you see, you raise a good point. Everyone's demanding the fights, the big, we say the big fights, yeah. maybe a Spence, maybe a, a Crawford, but actually, he fought Porter, who's now a champion. Of he course. fought Garcia. So, yeah, actually, you're right. He has got, he's got a really good, credible um, sort of uh, fighting resume. So, um, yeah, I think for me, we do want to see him in the exciting fights because of the division. Um I'm not expecting much from this performance. Like you said, I think it's about ring rust, just shaking off the cobwebs, yeah. um, just getting a feeler out, you know, the atmosphere. Um, and I think that should really be his number one objective. Um, but yeah, this year, I think if we can see him in some big fights, namely against Spence. I think if you ask me Spence or Crawford, I'll pick Spence Jr. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see uh, who he picks, uh, yeah. what, what his matchmakers are going to outline for him for the mm. rest of the year. Port, the Porter rematch is yeah, something I I'd, think that's probably the that was the one, one fight in 2016 where I thought Do you know what Furman yeah. you're actually uh, a major uh, yeah, player yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that's and a fair point it was disappointing to yeah. not see him back in the ring yeah and he got married so that's what marriage does to you guys remember yeah. I told you yeah, take your time yeah. you see what happened see <laughs> <laughs> they got married when he retired but um, youth is precious <laughs> exactly so guys listen before we round up let's quickly uh, go into uh, a bit of boxing news uh, so, so Jamie Mungir is fighting this weekend um Looking forward to see him. Obviously, he's coming in with a bigger reputation. I think he's going to continue that. What do you guys make of Andrew Selby reportedly fighting in Mexico? 
strange one, really. Random. Yeah. It's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> but you can understand, I think, as yeah. well, with the flyweight division, it's not really you know one of those divisions where you can get those major fights in um, yeah. America. I mean, I mean, Superfly, yeah, you've got uh, four champions that mm-hmm. can actually have that pull yeah. in America. But yeah. flyweight, I think, is a bit different. It's be different. You need to go out and... Uh, Basically, be a, a road, a, yeah, a warrior. road warrior, yeah, yeah, and travel is. and fight these these tough yeah. Mexicans. Yeah, and then and the, and the, I say the Asians, but claiming the Japanese, you've yeah, got to really go out there, and that's how you're going to get titles. So, yeah, um, Tom, it. you want to take the last two points? Yeah. So, uh, Alexander Usyk, uh, I mean, stepping up to heavyweight, we uh, presume. Uh, I mean, who would you guys like to see him fight? Is a Dylan White fight a potential one, or what? Off the bat, I mean, off yeah. Would the... do you think he needs? Do you think? I mean, what kind of caliber of opponent do you think? He should realistically fight. You think maybe yeah. a Michael Hunter? Could that be a potential fight? Brazil. I think he has to, with the greatest of respect to Michael Hunter, I think his aspirations have to be a little bit loftier than that. If he wants to challenge the likes of Joshua, and again, he hasn't got uh, forever Usyk. Um, he's not. He's not got forty years on the clock, but at the same time, he hasn't got youth on his side. So, um, for myself, the real acid test would be someone like a Didion White or a Joseph Parker, but. Maybe Chisora. Why not? Yeah. Off the back of a loss, um, Chisora's... The only good name on Chisora's record that he's beaten is Takam. Mm. I think Usyk would do a number on him and it would be a good, it would be a good asset, to, asset test as well. Yeah, yeah I think be. that's a good point because you're obviously talking about the match from stable and I think, yeah, you're probably right, it's going to be unlikely to be anybody from the zone, um, from a PBC top rank. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is a weird one because, yeah, who does he fight? Like, does he come in top level so you're looking at like what Joe Joyce did you know Lenin Lewison do yeah. you really want to see Usyk at that level no. does that mean he's just like the, the start way down on the undercard you know what I mean or does it mean it's a big name is that the right test I don't know um, I'll be honest I'm a bit thrown by that I know he's always wanting to kind of make uh, a name in the heavyweight but yeah I just think for him it's either in a weird way it's kind of got to be either a top Ten fights or nothing, really, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's even like Lomachenko, really. Um, yeah, like when he stepped up in weight, he wanted to fight the very best immediately. Yeah, I think it is a little bit different because it's get heavy to heavyweight. Weight. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, you've got those major yeah. guys at the uh, the elite. You've got mm. the three, and there's no cap at heavyweight. No, That's what no. I mean. Yeah. So even if you said to me, um, him fighting Stevern, I know George Joyce is fighting Stevern, but I would say, okay, fair enough, because it kind of you know, if he fights Stevern, knocks him out in six rounds, yeah, you can say, well, he's adapted to the weight. Uh, it, quicker than we might have thought um, yeah. but if you fought Huey Fury um, which is a long rangy guy exactly like you, you're going to be able to close him down and maybe knock him out maybe not because he's fought heavier guys than you so yeah yeah, um, it's a tricky one it's a tricky one because you've got I mean you have got the likes of Manuel Shaw Ustinov yeah. but I think Usyk would suit that because he's he's more mobile. He's got yeah. that advantage, you know. Mm-hmm. He's got that speed. Yeah. I don't think no one expects him to fight a Joshua, uh, a Wilder no, yet. No, no. Too explosive, uh, too, yeah. wait, um, wait. especially moving think. up to heavyweight. But yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I think he's got to kind of find a middle ground between those elite guys mm. and the the guys that perhaps fans won't be too interested yeah. in and yeah. take him too seriously. So. Yeah. And next yeah. point. Yeah, and uh, just finally, Dylan White. Uh, I mean, arguably in most eyes, was one of the most improved. Boxes of 20, 2018. Yeah. Um, potential uh, deals with Frank Warren uh, mm-hmm. on the cards. Which was very open as well. Very open. Yeah. There was no um, no, hiding, no hiding about in closets, no. Yeah. He's clearly, clearly not happy with, I mean, the money he's been offered for the AJ fight. Maybe that yeah. could have swayed him. Hearns come out and said that he's made a second F1 and he should accept that. Maybe it could be bargaining power because he knows that 
uh, Wilder and Fury are tied up in America. Yeah. There's no one else. Mm. Joshua has to fight White. I mean, yeah. does uh, Miller, is that Wembley worthy? No way. No way. So this is the only one. Maybe yeah. he knows that. He knows that yeah. um, they need him more than he needs them. So yeah. he's, he's pulling in negotiating ta- negotiation yeah. tactics and saying, well, actually, my worth. Because it's interesting that the conversation from White has changed um, over the weekend with all the videos with him talking about his worth, comparing the other fighters that he's out done more pay-per-views by. So he said, look, Fury's done two pay-per-views. Wilder's one pay-per-view. I've done three. And you kind of think to yourself... Has Eddie Hearn created an an own monster without realizing what he's doing? Because the key focus with Wilder and Fury was like, they're not pay per view, can't do this, you're saying 100 minutes. And now you've got a guy in your own stable you're supposed to look after, and he's saying, well, I am a pay per view star and I've proved it. So you're right. If If you want April the 13th to work, pay me accordingly. Because I think White would think he's got a chance, but let's say realistically he still goes in as the underdog. But you get paid for it because then obviously you, you go down the pecking order. You lose to Joshua. You don't fight White, or sorry, you don't fight Fury or Wilder. Yeah, you kind of work your way back up again, which he's done anyway. So I don't think that'll be difficult. Mm. But yeah, no, um, I think it's good. I think it's good to see him out there, um, networking, building his boxing fraternity. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. He said before he doesn't want to sit around and wait for the guys. You know, six yeah. seven months. Yeah. He's not that. He, he doesn't yeah. see that yeah. character. He's. But I do think. Like and, he, and it's good for him because he's he's making himself a name, not just from a pay per view star. His approach, yeah, you know, he's he's, he's yeah, he's, he's interesting. So um, yeah, yeah. So listen, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. But thank you very much for all the callers in, um, all you guys that'll be listening. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Instagram, social media, Facebook, YouTube, all of that. Raps on TV is the place to be, guys. Thank you very much. Look and forward to discussing more boxing next weekend. Thank you very much. Pleasure Thanks as always. You want to sign off um, your Instagrams, social media, shout them out. Raps on TV. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. I like that. Dedication. Take care, guys. Let's get ready He's taken another one and another. And Howard Foster has stopped it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.